So podcasts have been around for 20 years, right? And so many people, even uh, probably 2019, I'd give my elevator pitch and they'd say, what's a podcast? <laughs> and today, what's a podcast? Well, you know, 51% of the U.S. adult population listens to podcasts. You know, studies say on average, they're above average income, above average education. Uh, they're early adopters, right? They're they're looking for answers. But what is a podcast? You know, it used to be, well, it's an audio only, you know, sent through an RSS feed. Well, now it's, if it's on Facebook, is it a podcast? If it's on YouTube, which is the number one search engine now for podcasts, does that still count, right? If if somebody hears this show because it's simulcast on Sirius or XM or picked up by terrestrial radio, is that a podcast? Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're with us here today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Tom. Tom, thank you so much for being here with us today. Michelle, I am thrilled to be here. Nice. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business. I am Tom Schwab. I am the chief evangelist officer for Interview Valet, and uh, we help leading brands and, and thought leaders get featured on targeted podcast interviews so they can talk directly to their ideal clients. Love it. Yeah. How did you get into that as your thing? Well, it only makes sense in the rearview mirror, right? It's more <laughs> evolution uh, than revolution. And so my last company was HubSpot's first e-commerce case study. And we built the entire thing up with guest blogging and built that company up, sold it off. And then uh, about 2014, some people said, well, how did you grow that? And I'm like, I have blogs, but they don't work anymore. So I started to <laughs> hypothesize that you could use podcast interviews like we used to use guest blogs 25 years ago. We tested it, it worked, and uh, it's been a lot of fun ever since. You're preaching to the choir. Sorry, peeps, I'm gonna say, I love it, I love it, I love it on this whole episode, because I'm sure I do. So let's talk about kind of podcast episodes and guessing. Why Why is that the new blogging for you, if you will? Why, why is that the new thing? Well, I think it's the new old thing, right? Okay. Because this idea of, borrowing other people's audience has been around forever, right? Borrowing that trust, the no like trust, you know, that's what people did 50 years ago when they talk at the Rotary Club or the Country Club, you know, as seen on TV, it's the same thing we're doing here. You know, guest blogging was a version of that. And it's this idea, I think, especially today of don't worry about breaking through the noise, right? So many people are trying to break through the noise. And I think if we're honest, we're all just adding to it. <laughs> I'd much rather get in on the conversation that people are already listening to, right? I could I could be yelling at all of your listeners, but they're not going to hear me because they've got their earbuds in. They're listening to Michelle on the podcast here and the people that she vets, she wants to bring on as guests. So I, I really think it's an old strategy that's just being used here with, you know, the, the current technology where people are listening. So give us an idea of kind of the state of podcasts. Like what is the industry look like for those who are unfamiliar with it? They might've been given this link to somebody <laughs> by somebody and going here, listen to this. They're like, what is that? What am I listening to? So pretend they know nothing about it. What is the kind of state of affairs right now as far as podcasts go? 
So podcasts have been around for 20 years, right? And so many people, even uh, probably 2019, I'd give my elevator pitch and they'd say, what's a podcast? <laughs> and today, what's a podcast? Well, you know, 51% of the U.S. adult population listens to podcasts. You know, studies say on average, they're above average income, above average education. Uh, they're early adopters, right? They're they're looking for answers. But what is a podcast? You know, it used to be, well, it's an audio only, you know, sent through an RSS feed. Well, now it's, if it's on Facebook, is it a podcast? If it's on YouTube, which is the number one search engine now for podcasts, does that still count, right? If if somebody hears this show because it's simulcast on Sirius or XM or picked up by terrestrial radio, <laughs> is that a podcast? Um, I don't know. Really, you just want the bigger thing is, are you connecting with people? And I think there's a lot of problems in the world today, Michelle, mm -hmm. but there's no better time to be alive, right? Because the technology we have, you know, we can talk with people throughout, you know, throughout the world and throughout time. Right. Just because you you release this on one day doesn't mean somebody else isn't listening to it six months from now or, you know, the studies also a <laughs> years from now. And the studies say that 70 percent of all podcasts are listened to sped up. So it's one of the few mediums where you can listen where you want, when you want and at the speed you want. That's why I talk really fast so that they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> some of the I, guests i have it's quite hilarious it's like well they're not two x in this one <laughs> i uh i used to do that and then a buddy of mine uh came back and he said why did you call the company interview ballet and i'm like no it's interview valet Val. with a v i said ballet that's stupid and he's like yeah, i thought so too but you say it so dang fast that's what i heard <laughs> if you're and gonna speak like, fast you have to over enunciate <laughs> Yes, slow especially down. Especially your name and especially phone numbers. That one drives me nuts. <laughs> your name is very familiar to you, but you got to over enunciate it and phone number. It drives me crazy when people leave messages. Go, hi, how you doing? Call me back at. <laughs> no, no, other way around. Awesome. So uh, you mentioned <laughs> terrestrial radio and I went, oh, I wonder if we're on extraterrestrial radio. That'd be fun to find out. <laughs> <laughs> They're all thinking we're insane going, no, we'll just hang out a little longer until they evolve. <laughs> so, <all good. laughs> uh, so until we evolve and people are getting their messages out there, who do you think is best positioned to take advantage of podcasting and podcast guesting right now? I think it's really people that are doing relationship um, sales and professional services, things that, um, have a high value, high touch, um, where you have to understand what is that company doing? Right. It could be, a, we do a lot with category design, right. Where somebody has got a different way of doing something that they've got to explain, right. There's, I see it, the world as there's transactions and then there's relationships, so if somebody's just trying to do a, a transaction of, hey, I'm trying to sell the, you know, the newest um, disposable earplugs or uh, uh, disposable earbuds, right? I, I I put mine through the wash like every every couple of weeks. So I still use the wired ones. I don't have to know about that, 
right? But if it's somebody that's got a different view of something, they, they've built a different solution, um, they understand a problem in a different way. I think that takes a relationship. You know, I heard somebody say that products are sold, but services are bought. And I think more and more today, we're finding that, right? I, I may go to Amazon to buy a product, right? But I'm actually going out and talking to friends, searching, listening to podcasts in order to buy a service, right? Because there's so much more to that. Absolutely. We were looking at uh, one client who is an engineering company. And I said, that would be fascinating because they're so, they know so much about their thing and to be able to articulate and they're like, yeah, but it works better with pictures. And I said, so do it on video and describe the video or have some color commentary afterwards or voiceover or whatever. Like there's so many ways we could figure out how to do this. And if I'm fascinated with it and I know nothing about it, you can well imagine the people that actually know about it, what's going on if they want to listen to that. So I'm I'm thinking, even though you may not have the most articulate team, and I'm thinking like the engineers, the techs, the, you know, the guys that love to, I say guys, I mean, everybody that love to kind of hit the keyboard or, you know, they're, they're in their head and they like to think about the thing, but they can still become articulate if given the right avenue to be able to, to entice people with what is the problem that they solve and how do they solve it? That becomes fascinating. It does. And sometimes if it's a visual, it can actually help you not hurt you. And okay. it's sort of contra, contraintuitive. Right. But when you're talking about something, it's very easy to say, you know, just come back to the website. I've got uh, the diagram there, the flow chart, um, a <laughs> webinar that shows this. Uh, we do a lot of nonfiction book tours. And I'll never forget, um, Vincent Puglisi wrote a book called Freelance to Freedom. And uh, Vincent was a professional photographer for like the NHL, NFL, world wrestling. And he would tell stories and then he would just say, you know, just come back to the website. I'll put that picture up there and people would come back to his website just to see the picture. And I think that's a great way to move people along from just being a, a passive listener to your podcast, to an active visitor to your website, and then ultimately an engaged lead. Right. Well, especially if they're interested in the topic and they, you know, if they're the kind of people that need to see spreadsheets and you go, Hey, there's a spreadsheet over there. And they're like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Good to see a spreadsheet. <laughs> right. They're and, out there. <laughs> and it is. And that's the kind of magnetic marketing. I always right. have said the better the marketing, the easier the sales. Right. So if the marketing is really bad, you might get lots of leads, but you've got to get you know, a half dozen sales development reps to go through to figure out which ones are good and which ones aren't, right? So if the marketing is good, it's more magnetic. So it attracts the right people and repels the wrong people. So if if your people love spreadsheets and your offer is, you know, if you come back, you can see the spreadsheet, uh, you can download it and you can use it. It's in, in Excel and it's got all the macros in it. Your ideal people are going to come. Your, your people that aren't ideal, um, they're going to self-select out. And that's fine because, you know, doesn't mean they're bad or you're bad. It just means you're not going to be a good fit. So why not determine that before you start investing money into it? Nice. I do know a lot of people are afraid of that polarity. And I see that as something that they're doing incorrectly. And to me, you want to create that polarity so that your 
your ideal audience will sift themselves out. What do you see are some of the other issues? Or you can comment on that too. I tend to ask 20 questions. That's <laughs> which one, whichever <laughs> one suits you. So other than that, what are the, some of the problems or some of the mistakes that you see people making when they're, when they're doing their promotion? Oh, I definitely see what you're talking about there. The idea that I want to talk to everybody, mm -hmm. right? Not everybody wants to hear you and you don't have value that you can offer to everyone. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, I want to talk to everyone. I, you know, I want to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, it's a great podcast, but if he doesn't have your listeners, why would you want to be there? It's like this idea of, you know, I want to, I want to, um, I want to fish for sharks, right? So I'm going to go to great, uh, the great lakes because Lake Michigan is huge. Right. So I've got a bigger opportunity there. Right. No, it's like it doesn't work there. Figure out <laughs> where your ideal customers are. And I often will tell people and remind them that bigger is not better. Better is better. And there's a great book out there called Super Consumers uh, by Eddie Yoon. Eddie's been a client of ours numerous times. And he wrote it with Harvard Business Review. And he talks about in consumer products goods. The people that have really done it well market to the super consumers. And like one of the examples he uses in there is American Girl Dolls, right? They don't market to everybody. They market to the people that buy everyone and every accessory. Because if you do that, your marketing dollars make a bigger impact. And then those people will market to everyone else. So a lot of times when we're talking to, to people that come to us and say, I want to do podcast guesting. I want to talk to everyone. And I'm like, no, who are your super consumers? Who are the people that are nice people, but wouldn't be your ideal customer? And then to look at it and say, podcast guesting is a tactic, right? Podcast interview marketing is a strategy. It's almost like you wouldn't post two things to Facebook and go, yeah, I'm doing social media marketing. No, you're not. You're just, you're just posting there. And it's the same way with podcast interview marketing. Just doing a couple random podcast interviews will not move the needle. So we really look at that and say, what's the strategy behind that? Who do you want to talk to? What do you want them to do? And then even how are you measuring this? Because if you don't have the measurements, you'll never know what's working and what isn't. Well, and to give you another example of this, peeps, while you're listening to this, in case that does make sense, is my show is very much for entrepreneurs, for business owners wanting to build their businesses. And, you know, what are the tactics or strategies? How do you find the support that you need when you need it to be able to do the job and the uh, mindset? I do not focus my attention on unions. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're not probably not listening to this. And if they are, they're the renegade going, oh yeah, this is really boring. I could totally go into my own business. Like, like jump the waters, go ahead. <laughs> Those are the one-offs. That is not my audience. Uh, business owners, absolutely. Right? And I just think it's so important to understand that, that if I'm ticking off some union workers, it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Your job to me as an entrepreneur is to stand out, be you be awesome. And you're going to break all the rules of union work. So we talk about being you and breaking all the rules. So if you used to be in a union or you used to be an employee, it's going to be terrifying to step into your own self and, and do things because you want to do them. And that's the support I want to give you is yes, go do it. 
years ago, Michelle, I was covering the phones for a previous company that we had over lunch and a client came and he said, you guys are just like preparation H. And I stopped and I said, excuse me. And he's like, no, it's a compliment. And I'm like, so telling me that we're like hemorrhoid cream is a compliment. And he's like, yeah, because nobody cares about your product or service. He said, all they really care about is the pain in the rear end. And he's like, you came recommended. You gave me fast relief, right? You, you took away the burning pain in my rear end. And that really struck me. And it's like, yeah, when, when you get on a podcast, you know, you, you talk about the pains that people go through, not just, Hey, here's my widget. Uh, isn't it cute? Right. If you talk about their pains, people will say, yeah, I resonate with that. And then there are other people that say, I have no idea what they're talking about. That's okay. Right. It doesn't mean they're bad or you're bad. It's just, they're not your ideal customer. Absolutely. So you mentioned earlier and doing one or two guesting isn't going to do it. What does somebody have to do other than go and talk to you or, of course, to to be able to kind of stretch that out and go, okay, why am I, what is the benefit of guesting? What is the benefit of hosting? Kind of what are some of the things that they want to kind of wrap their head around before they go <laughs> marching into going, hey, this is a great use of my time. Well, first of all, I'm I'm not here to sell anything. I'll give away my book. If you stick to the end, I'll tell you where you can get it for free. Um, but we always start with, you know, why? What's your goal? And the goal is not to just be on a podcast interview. That's sort of an ego thing. But what are you trying to do? Are you trying to launch a book? Are you trying to hit a list? Are you trying to get a different point of view out there? You know, like category design, establish an entire new category of saying, this is how it used to work. This is how I see it working. It could be for thought leadership, right? We've had clients before that had their entire C-suite out on podcast interviews. And this was especially during COVID where they needed to be out there. Some people will do it for the search engine optimization value, right? Every time you're on a podcast, they're giving you backlinks and those are so valuable because they're earned backlinks. Other people are using it as a lead generation tool where they'll put offers out there and invite people to come back. So it's a lead gen tool. Other people are really looking at it as a business development tool, right? Um, especially the bigger the relationship sale, the more conversation it takes, right? One of the frustrations I have is that, that, that phrase, you're one funnel away, right? Everybody, you just need to make a funnel. Well, if funnels work so well, how come Boeing and Airbus aren't, aren't selling, um, aren't selling planes off of Facebook ads and funnels, or how come you never see, you know, well, the you big... can't buy a Boeing off a of Facebook ad. I, maybe I'm not on the right feed, but you know, even <laughs> maybe my algorithm's not fitting it <laughs> or even, even sometimes people with professional services, mm -hmm. um, they'll be out there trying to copy what works for a small transaction and saying, well, I'm going to use this for a high ticket or B2B sale. And I'm like, if that works so well, how come you don't see, you know, uh, Ernst & Young and Bain and all of these huge consulting firms that do B2B, well, if it worked, they would be doing it also. You know, um, I We had one client that came to us and I, I always start with the same question. Why do you want to do podcast interviews? 
And I loved his answer, Michelle. This guy was a high level consultant, right? Uh, and he said, because I see most of, of, of digital marketing as the equivalent of advertising above a urinal. And I just paused and I'm like, you got to explain this one to me. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, if one of my clients saw me advertising on a, a park bench or they saw me advertising on the bus or in a restroom, that would be a reason for them not to hire me. He says, I don't want to be seen on TikTok doing a dance or, uh, you know, doing the, the the challenge on on Facebook. He's like, no, my people want to see me where they're making the buying decision. So I want to make sure that I am on places where it builds up my trust, builds up my authority, where I can have a meaningful conversation, not just be seen as they're as they're scrolling along. So I think there's a lot of different reasons to do podcast interviews. And and the one I always point out to people is that, you know, they'll say, well, should I be a guest or a host? And I'm like, it's not an either or, right? It's like, should I be an Uber driver or an Uber passenger? Same platform, but what are your goals, right? So being a host is a great way to nurture your current leads, nurture your current clients. But if you want to get new leads, if you want to get new exposure, then being a guest is a great way to do that. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you for an example of a Cinderella story. But before I do that, we're going to pause for a second and you're going to have to wait, peeps. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap. I am so excited to hear. Give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Yeah, Michelle, one that came to mind is uh, a CMO came to us and they had a company, uh, they were based out of Australia, trying to break into the US market. And it was a B2B software company. And they've tried a lot of different things. You know, they did the Facebook ads, they did SEO, and nothing was gaining traction. And they had a great product, right? They just had to tell their story to break through the noise. So we, I talked with the CMO and then we did a conversation with the the, uh, the CEO. And I'll never forget this. This was the shortest sales conversation I think I've ever had. The CEO stopped me and he goes, hold it. You're telling me that you're going to get me on a podcast with at least a thousand ideal clients. I'm like, yep. And then he went to the CMO and he said, all I have to do is get two people to sign up out of this thousand. And this marketing pays for itself in the first month, right? And the CMO goes, yeah. And he's like, have we ever had a marketing channel that works like this? No. And he's like, well, if I can't convert this, you need to fire me as the CEO because either I, I am lousy as a spokesman or I, our product isn't loved by the market. So we started and Michelle, it was it was like fish in a barrel, right? He'd talk, he'd get all of these back and they were covering their marketing costs and then it was pure profit, right? After that, 
And so he just kept coming back and saying, you know, I want more interviews. I want, I want to do more of these. They got um, other people on their team. And it's like, because they're not going to bring you back every, every six months to talk about your product, but maybe they'll bring someone else on, right? And we call them talents. And they had four different people talking to the market on how they were doing this. Um, and then they got bought. And they got bought by somebody that was uh, listened to them on a podcast, became a customer. Um, and uh, so I, I guess that ended um, our relationship with them, but it then started the relationship with the company that bought them. And uh, now we work with that company and a couple other ones they own. So, you know, I always say our biggest challenge is obscurity. Right now, there's people praying for what you can do. And the reason they don't buy from you is because they don't know you exist. There's also people probably praying to buy a company like yours. And the reason they don't buy it is because they don't know it exists. Right. Oh, yeah. This is fabulous. So what are some of the struggles that your kind of ideal client might have while they're listening to this and going, oh, my God, Tom, we need you so badly? Yeah, it, I think the biggest one is they realize what they're trying to optimize for, right? They've played around with this thing of optimizing for more leads, more Facebook likes. No, if you're a business owner, there's one thing they're optimizing for. It's called profits, right? <laughs> and the way you get profits is by bringing value to the people that um, that value the service that you're doing. So you know, you're, you're optimizing for more ideal clients. And so I think the people that are working with us are the ones that aren't just going, I just want to do the, the newest little thing or, you know, metrics that are meaningless. No, they're, they trying to get real business results. And these can be category design um, companies. This can be professional services, coaches, consultants, uh, as I said, uh, nonfiction authors. And they realize that they've got a story to tell and that they're the talent, right? Uh, early on, we had a client that said, I love working with Interview Valet because you let me be the guest and you take care of the rest. I'm like, oh, that's good copy. I'm taking that. But really, <laughs> right. that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, our clients are Sinatra. They get up there. We prepare them. They do the performance that only they can do. And we take care of everything else. Love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? Well, you know, the easiest way is um, there's a lot of things we have. You know, uh, I had I mentioned that I wrote that book, Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. That's like our whole gameplay, right? That's that's the recipe. And people said, well, why are you giving that away? I'm like, well, it's not a secret, right? If you listen to me, I'll tell you how it's done, right? But just the same way as a chef, once they tell you the recipe, some people will try making it. And some people do a good job, but you know, for me, I, I, I look at that recipe and like, let's just go to the restaurant and, and that's where right. our, our clients are. And really it all starts out with, you know, in life, I believe there's two answers. There's heck yes and no. So people come to us and we have a discussion. It's like, Michelle, what are your goals? Who do you want to talk with? Have we ever seen people get results with this? Have we helped them in the last nine years? And we'll tell you straight out. Heck yes, this will work. Here's how it works. Or no, we've never seen anybody, you know, get results from this. And we'll be straightforward with you. And then, you know, we put you together an entire roadmap 
And it says, this is how a campaign would look like, because, you know, we're looking for long-term relationships. We were, we've worked with clients. Uh, the longest one now is six years. We're not just looking for, um, for little transactions, right? We want to make sure that we can get you results. And then you're saying, how can we have more speakers? How can we really double down on this? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So of course we will have all the links to your show or links in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down, click on a new browser. Cause we're not done yet. So Tom, I get to ask you at this point, at what point in life did you realize that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh, I don't know if I ever knew that I was that crazy. I just knew that I was different. Right. <laughs> and um, I graduated from the U S Naval Academy, not the most entrepreneurial school in the world, but I had grown up in this middle-class utopia. It was, it was a wonderful life. Right. And the answer was go to school, get a good job and retire. Right. And I'll never forget when I got out of the service after five years, when my commitment was up, my dad told me I was a fool, right? He's like, all you got to do is put another 15 years in to retire. And I'm like, I'll be dead in 15 years. And then I worked for oh. corporate America. And after 18 months inside and getting promoted three or four inside. times, I was like, this is killing me, right? I've got to go sell. And when I took the straight commission sales job, Michelle, my dad, dad told me a lot. Oh, he told me I was a dang fool or words to that effect. He's <laughs> like, you can't do this. You're married. You've got a mortgage. You've got kids. Right. right. And I, I proved him that I could do that. And I think my whole life, uh, I've just been in this way of, yeah, I've got to go somewhere different. And uh, um, I call it the land of misfit toys. This is why we've got to get together because the rest of the world looks at us, you know, and, and looks at us as different. And we look at each other and say, why isn't everybody this way? Right. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Tom, any last words for our peeps? Yeah. Um, mentioned this before. If, if anybody wants to uh, get more information, just go to interview valet with a V.com forward slash B O P for business ownership podcast. I'll put, there's a, an assessment we've got there, right? 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for you? Uh, we mentioned the book, um, podcast guest profits, how to grow your business with the targeted interview strategy. You can get it on Amazon, but if you want a free copy, just go back to the page. I'll mail you one. If you're in the U S if you're overseas, I'll email you one. And then finally, you know, if you looked at this and saying, this is interesting, I'd like to see how we could use this, how to, how I could grow my business and my brand with that. I'll put my calendar scheduling link. You know, all of that'll be back at interview valet dot com forward slash BOP. And again, of course, we will have that link in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down. Tom, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate all you do. You know, anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has never done it. Uh, you make it look easy. Oh, thanks. Peeps, thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. 
Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.